folks, and welcome or welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima, again. And this podcast was brought to you, among others, by Emil Gorgis, a Tokyo real estate agent who specializes in serving international or mixed nationality families looking for the perfect family home. So Emil's an Australian. He's been living here in Japan for the past two decades, eight years of which he's been actively buying, selling, and managing real estate properties in the city on behalf of his own family and a great many happy clients. And he also acts as a mortgage broker on behalf of his clients. So his company has a dedicated loan officer in many of the Japanese mega banks. And if you're a regular listener, you probably already know him from our JREP, the Japan Real Estate Experts panel sessions. So you're probably already aware that the man is an absolute fountain of wisdom on all things related to real estate in Japan, and in particular to family homes, the greater Tokyo metropolitan area and mortgages. And most importantly, he's incredibly generous with his time and advice, which he's more than happy to provide at no cost or commitment to anyone asking. So if you've been thinking about buying your home in Tokyo, but you've been sitting on the fence for a while, or if you just want to have a chat in English with a real expert, drop him a line on emil.gorgis, that's E-M-I-L dot G-O-R-G-E-E-S, emil.gorgis at tokyorealty.jp. Hit him up today and start exploring your options. Okay, so a nice casual conversation for you today. A bit of a soft landing from that high up in the sky kind of bird's eye view that we got from Shai Greenberg on our last episode. So in this call today, we're much more down to earth talking with a super friendly young man who's been living in Japan for quite some time now in Nagano City. He's gainfully employed with a stable income history, living with a Japanese wife who's also got a safe and stable income history. And they're just looking for their first home to call their own. So tired of renting. And we talk about all the things that a first time family home buyer would want to know. Uh, qualifying and shopping around for loans, borrowing capacity, interest rates, um, building versus buying secondhand standard homes versus custom-made designs, building materials, location, um, all in and around the area that they're already living in, so nothing crazy expensive, um, how to find listings or development projects in your preferred areas, really basic stuff, but actually topics that we don't cover very often here on the podcast. So I thought some of our listeners might find some value in it. Enjoy the conversation, and I'll see you again on the other side. Okay, cool. So you used to live in Fukuoka, right? We actually got together talking about Fukuoka. Yeah, I used to live in Fukuoka for, let me see, my, probably five years, I think. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it was first in Hakata, and then we moved to Nishiku, Imajuku. Uh, but then, you know, I'm working uh, as an English teacher. But anyway... It was a lot of things happening back then in Fukuoka. So, <clears throat> uh, long story short, I asked for a transfer. And now I'm here in Nagano. But uh, we were thinking with my wife, I think I told you, while I'm moving overseas, but with all this situation with Corona everywhere, actually, we decided like maybe uh, the best to do is just staying here. Um, I don't know if it's just the both of us. We are not thinking about like getting a property, but because of our daughter, I think now is the time to like you know settle down properly. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, if you are young or you know, or you don't have like that much responsibility, I 
you can just get a like renting like a place and that's it yeah but it's getting too expensive yeah um maybe i don't know if you're familiar with how like english teachers are here in this country but uh it's always like a lottery you know it depends on how many contracts you get i mean your company gets uh if it's not enough it's what happened back in fukuoka like sorry guys we don't have a contract so you have to ask for a transfer and that's really hard you have to find a place uh the real estate agents here they charge way too much money man yeah so i think you know that's what i like trying to you know get into the market but it's basically the first time my my wife is japanese but she's not that familiar with how the thing works i'm sorry she, i mean she's just <laughs> clearing up the snow yeah <laughs> the, 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 the driveway uh but yeah we're just gathering information about like how the process is uh i've been reading uh for a long time your posts on facebook about real estate and stuff and i think well that's a good idea about like uh speaking with you about that instead of just the regular uh real estate agent here so yeah, yeah. well we're not we're not a real estate agent actually we're happy not to be so we're good with yeah. That. <laughs> oh yeah well, I guess I guess the, the the first thing to I mean if you're eligible for a mortgage it's basically a no-brainer right because if you're eligible for a mortgage with you know close to zero percent interest and you're not even investing your own cash into it and then you can do whatever you want with the cash that you haven't invested right so you can you know get a mortgage from the bank buy a home to live in and then use that cash to do something a bit more financially savvy with it and mm. um, if you're buying in cash it's a little bit of a different story it might still be worth it but it depends on what you're getting and where so i guess the first thing to understand is what's your uh, borrowing capacity in japan well um right now i've been with the same company for like 80 years i think so i mean that may count like a regular income i reckon yep if there's a paycheck for a stable paycheck for eight years that's usually all they want to see yeah yeah and uh, my wife she's a pharmacist but at the same time she's busy jumping in between you know jobs as well but uh, she's got her license uh, uh she's got quite like a decent income i reckon so i think like combined would be like what like 8.5 million i reckon okay and are you a permanent resident too i am yeah so the, i mean basically a no-brainer man you can you're definitely eligible for a loan and um it doesn't make sense not to take that money if it's close to zero percent so uh, sorry is it is it okay if i can record this just for my, my yeah sure I, i'm recording it i'll send you a link to it as well if you ah, thank you appreciate it yeah so yeah okay go ahead sorry yeah so as as long as you're eligible for a loan and it definitely sounds like you are um it doesn't make sense not to i mean right because they're going to um give you not quite free money but very close to it mm. and uh, you buy a house and then whatever you end up selling it if and when you move away it's just going to be pure profit but uh, are you looking so you'd basically be able to borrow about seven times your annual uh, borrow uh, your annual salary and I'm, I'm I'm not sure whether depending on how stable your wife's income history is it might include hers but if the bank feels that her income is not that stable maybe it will only be based on yours mm. but we, when we, when you say stable that means like what well, like it's been regular or if it's like linked to the same company we got like you know kind of like different things if we, if we were to give for example compared to the west it's like if you've got like just a normal paycheck regardless where it comes from it's okay yeah 
Yeah. I, I, I'm with the same company. However, um, she's been with the, she's been an employee, yeah, but from different companies because you know, like she has to get a transfer and stuff. So I don't know if. Yeah, so I don't know. That depends. It depends. Number one on how stable her income has been. If it's been similar but from different company companies, it might be okay. But if it goes up and down and fluctuates a lot, some of the lenders might not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably safe to assume. I mean, you, you'll check with the bank, but it's probably safe to assume that you're definitely going to be getting seven times your annual salary personally. Mm-hmm. And then if depending on the lender, if they'll consider her salary as well, then you might get more than that. But okay. I think in, in Nagano, seven times the annual salary of an English teacher should be enough to buy, uh, maybe not brand new, but at least a reasonably uh, aged, well, you know, good condition house. Hmm. Yep. Um, we're speaking about like, wait a second. So we're speaking about like 50 million. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know what your salary is, but that sounds about right. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like, like it's like eight point five million combined, like my wife and mine's. Yeah. yeah. Is yours about half of that? No, I wish, mate. But no, no, yep. no. It's uh, <laughs> no. I can't think it's actually on us because she's got like more stable job than mine. I reckon. Yeah. Uh, it seems like her license is quite strong here in her career. So, um, yeah. And the uh, thing is, we don't have like any debts. The only one maybe we've got is the car. That's it. Yep. But yeah, that's it. We don't have anything. So if they um, do, if they do consider her salary, you're probably eligible for a very big, brand new house, or even two of them, because that'll be eight million times seven. That's about fifty-six million yen. Hmm. Um, if they go only for yours, let's say, uh, like maybe you don't, you don't need to confirm that. Let's call it two and a half. Mm-hmm. Two and a half million times seven. That's still more than 15 million yen. That's about 17 and a half million yen, even if they only consider your salary. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's a very reasonable house in Japan. Again, it's not going to be brand new, but it's going to be uh, definitely in good condition, especially out there mm-hmm. in Nagano. Are you in Nagano City or one of the smaller towns around it? Yeah. Uh, right now we're in Nagano City, but we want to move out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, but. Um, the thing I, I think I told you, we're looking about like Karuizawa, but you know, it's quite being higher if we compare, you know, with an OMAP, I think, real it estate. Can, it can be, but I've actually, we've had some customers look at Karuizawa. We've actually seen some properties over there. Some of them were cheaper than what I was expecting, to be honest. So they're not necessarily all crazy expensive. Yeah, that sounds great uh, yeah. because the town is lovely. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think it's quite convenient. Uh, we sometimes want to go back to Fukuoka, but um, we were checking. I remember properties one time there, and I think it was Torikai. Yeah, they're not that cheap. Like no, man, it was like a brand new, I mean, yeah, cute. But you know, like the area, you know, the land was kind of like too tiny. So it's yep. basically like a three story property. Yeah. Oh, man, I was. That's quite like too much. I mean, the value, I reckon. The, the, the value, like, well, how much money you're giving them and what do you get in return? It's not, um, it's not Tokyo and Osaka, but it's definitely not the cheapest place in Japan, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, and the other thing was around Kansai, but, man, I don't know. 
I think, you know, if it's like a big metropolitan area, it's quite expensive and it's very limited as well. Like what to get. Yeah. If you like, if you like the Nagano area and Karuizawa is gorgeous, if you like that area and you're okay with the cold, because that, that would be my breaking point personally. We've been dealing with this man like since Christmas day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's insane. But surprisingly, it's much better than the winter down in Kyushu. Really? Yeah, definitely. For me, winter in Kyushu is quite annoying. But yeah, here, just okay, just get a proper, you know, jump out. You, you're good. But yeah, we're totally fine with the weather. Yeah. So then the other question becomes, um, depending on whether the mortgage is going to be just under your name or under your name and your wife's name. So what, what's, uh, how, how good is your Japanese? Are you conversationally okay? Nah, in, if it's like that, like something that serious, like a loan or something related to like legal stuff, just go on the lady. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But I mean, the, the bank, basically the bank, they're just going to have a short conversation or two with you to confirm that you're really interested in purchasing a property that you know that you're borrowing money and it's not going to be, it's not going to be a very legal, heavy conversation, but oh, they, do, yeah. they do need to know that you can understand what it is that you're doing kind of thing. Ah, that's totally fine. So, yeah. yeah. That, that, then, especially if it's in both your names, that's a lot easier because then they can communicate directly with her. Hmm. Um, so the first step would, see, would be to see whether you both, um, you both comply with their requirements. So I would, do you have the same, have you been banking with the same bank for these last seven, eight years? Yeah, I've been with uh, Tokyo Mitsubishi. Okay. For, uh, eight, nine years, I reckon. Mm. Yep. So you just walk into your, do you have a Tokyo Mitsubishi branch in uh, Nagano City? I have to go to Tokyo, I reckon. <laughs> really? Wow. They have, they have I, the trust trust branch. So it's, it's like totally different, like local banking. Yep. So, although, eh, whatever. Well, doesn't matter. I, I would start okay. there. I would start there, even mm. if it's a trust, uh, if it's a, a like a union or trust or whatever. Just walk in there first and say that you've been banking with UFJ for the last eight or nine years and that you guys want to get a home loan. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then they'll either do it there or they'll refer you to where you need to go. Okay. Um, but really any bank for home loans, any bank in Japan will do. So it might be, might be a matter of just walking into some local Nagano bank and seeing what they can do for you because you're residents of Nagano. Mm-hmm. And they'll all be, I mean, you can even shop around and see who gives you the best terms because they'll, most of them will definitely lend to you. Mm. From the situation you're describing, no debt, eight, nine years, stable income in Japan, with or without your wife's uh, income being uh, counted, um, permanent resident, there's just no reason that any of the Japanese banks wouldn't lend to you. Mm. And if you do it with her, uh, so you come in with her and she, you know, she's a bit more fluent in Japanese, then I think 90% of the lenders will be uh, definitely considering you. So. From my perspective, if you're looking for a place to live in and they're giving you such low interest rates, I'd say it's a no-brainer. I definitely go for that. We're speaking about low interest. It's like how much? Around like 0.5, 0.7. Seriously, mate, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. That's the most kind of... I've heard was about 1% for a home loan. Yeah. That's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And then, well... If, uh, let's say, like a 
40 million property. How much you think is like a like the monthly payment around like I think we got like most of mortgages here it's like for around like 35 years, isn't it? So um, yes, you're young enough for you to be able to get the maximum length. So that would be about 35 years. So if mm. you're looking at 40 million, uh, we interrupt this broadcast. I always wanted to say this. We interrupt this broadcast to tell you about Tokyo Family Stays. They're a short-term rentals company in Tokyo, and they offer a home away from home experience, which is just perfect for remote working, quarantining, or if you just need summer quiet to hide away from the world. So they offer a variety of options for families, for corporate relocations, or simply if you're transitioning between homes in Tokyo. Now, the properties are super comfortable, tastefully furnished, fully equipped with all amenities, and they accommodate up to 10 people. So really, the only thing you'll need to bring with you is your toothbrush and maybe a change of clothes. They've got fast, unlimited wireless internet, dedicated workspaces, and fully equipped kitchens, and they're just a delight to stay in, a fantastic alternative to Japanese business hotels, which if you've ever stayed in one, you probably know they're tiny, they're noisy, fine for a night or two if you're on your own, but long term or with a family, you'll probably feel you're in a jail cell very quickly. So if you want to give yourself a sense of space and freedom by renting a real home with comfortable Western beds, including all the necessities like baby bedding, children's toys, high chairs, you definitely want to reach out to Tokyo Family Stays. They've been at it for over a decade. They're a fully licensed minpaku or short-term stay operator. And as a special bonus for our viewers and listeners, they're also throwing in a breakfast basket upon arrival for anyone who books and mentions the Japan Real Estate Podcast or NTI. And not only for guests, if you're a property owner, you've got an investment property that you want to tweak for higher profits or a holiday home that you want rented out when not in use via short-term stays, drop them a line today see how they can help you maximize your property's income. And again, as a special bonus to our viewers and listeners, they're also offering a free audit of your existing short-term stay listings without any obligation whatsoever. So feel free to reach out to them at tokyofamilystays.com. Well worth your visit. And again, if you're in the market for a family home in or around the Tokyo metropolitan area, Emil's your man. Don't be shy to reach out to him as well at emil.gorgies, G-O-R-G-E-E-S, at tokyorealty.jp. I'm not really a mortgage broker, so don't um, don't take t- take everything I'm telling you with a pinch of salt. But uh, yeah, it's an yeah. um, let's call it even one percent. Probably about Juman yen a month, I think. Juman. Juman, maybe Juniman, depending on. Um, how they work out the interest. I'm not sure how the interest works out. So I don't think it's compounding. It's like credit card. Okay. Um, so probably Juman or slightly more, slightly less. Ah, oh, decent though, because actually that's what we've been paying. For exactly. Yeah. Last and when we were in the Sumiyoshi back in Fukuoka, Imajiko was the same. These places were on, this is not like a massive place, you know? Yeah. Um, although, I don't know if like a 40 million, it's like a, decent amount for a property 40 million in uh, nagano even in karuizawa is a very decent amount i'd say so average how much you think like a 
Um, well, in Karlizawa, you do have some very expensive, you know, half a million, one million types, perfect ski chalets from heaven kind of thing. But um, you can definitely find places there that would be about uh, 15, 20 million, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I'll, um, let me let me try to, while we're talking, let me try to bring up, I can't remember where when it was that I s- researched for a customer in Karlizawa. I'll let you know what yeah, I, I remember. I checked a post from you. It was like some months ago that I think you guys sold the property. Yeah. My place is awesome. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. No, I got it. I got it. Hang on. I found it. Um, let me open that file. So this was back in May last year. Mm. Um. Yeah, two-floor family. Oh, no, that's Chiba, not Karuizawa. Sorry. Give me a second. So really beautiful place was about 60 million. The one that you guys posted, eh? that I think it was your wife. Like, something that I think it was- yeah, yeah. And then there was another one that was a little bit less fancy, but huge plot of land. So 115 square meter. Wow. On 416 meter land and that was brand new it was built in 2021 and that was just 45 million yeah so if you're looking if you're looking at um if you're looking at something older here i see one from 1980 which might be a little bit old for my taste but that was just 20 million yen yeah well the thing like you know i've got a friend they've got like a kind of like very old property in Itoshima, yeah, and they just renovated the thing straight away. It was a beautiful house after the renovation, and they put like a like a ten million, I reckon, yeah, for renovating the whole place, like everything, like kitchen, ceilings, everything, beautiful. Mm. So I think we are quite open for that. However, I don't know if if the bank allows that. You know, for example, I look. The property costs, I don't know, 20 million, and we want 10 extra million for renovation. I don't know if they agree with that. I'm, I have no idea about that. You'll have to ask them directly. They definitely, they lend money for uh, building your own brand new home. So it is possible that they might lend money for an older home plus renovation. Um, I'm just guessing, but that might vary between the lenders. So that's something that you'll need to ask them directly. In your experience, you think it's convenient to get the land and build up the property, like, you know, like from scratch, like, you um, know, you hire like an engineer, you hire an architect, you, or maybe it's not that. If you hire your own building company and your own architect, that means that you're building a kind of custom-made house. So these tend to be a little bit more expensive. If you want one of those typical kind of cookie-cutter housing company houses, they're usually about 20, 25 million to build, Mm. plus whatever the land is going to be. So I would say, unless you've got any really particular requirements, um, buying something that's not too old is probably the better way to go. So find something that was may- maybe built in the last five or 10 years. And the price will be significantly lower. And the maintenance on these old houses doesn't really build up much until they reach about 20 years of age. Yeah. 
Um, so from 20, 25 years, the, the expenses, the maintenance starts building up. But before that, they're pretty low maintenance most of the time. Um, so I would go for slightly older, not brand, brand new, built by you, maybe something that's like five years old. You'll already find that the prices are a lot more attractive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my question goes, you are not, I think you're familiar with that. Um, it's not just about the design. It's just more about the materials, <laughs> I don't know. you know, like the, uh, you know, the materials are not the best for like a four season country. Uh, That's always going to be the same though, whether you buy brand new or second hand. Some of the housing companies can provide um, brick or sorry, we've got some cats making noises here. Some of the uh, housing companies would, uh, would build uh, concrete or brick homes, uh, but they'd be more expensive. Yeah, that's why I was thinking about like, you know, if I can build up my own property, but if it's like way too much. Mm. Well, bu building your own property, I don't know how much, how different that would be. But if you're building anything uh, that's not wood, you can probably add at least 15 to 25% on top of the building costs. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking just to make like more energy efficient. Uh, place basically most of the builders do offer these options now there's been a big trend oh, really? towards that in the last five six years so if you go to a, even one of your normal housing companies um like uh, daiwa house or i think daiwa actually do concrete too if you want them to um then daiwa. they would I, definitely I'm right daiwa, but i don't <laughs> recommend this placement <laughs> or maybe because this this property was built just for rent i think yeah so it's quite like mm, uh yeah yeah i mean it's not a bad place Don't get me wrong but if it's my property mm. yeah but again maybe they just built these things just for you know for rent basically i, I would I look think. at both right so if you go to mm. uh if you go online and look for uh, karoizawa in any of the websites like uh, sumo or homes.co.jp or any of the typical um i can send you a list of uh, property websites you'll be able to find a lot of secondhand homes. So you'll get an idea of what they cost. And then if you go actually drive through Karoizawa, you'll probably see some building sites with big signs by the housing companies saying that they're going to be building new houses in this spot. Mm -hmm. And those signs, uh, or if you just get a contact number and call them, you'll always be able to find out what these new houses cost as well. Mm. Just compare them. See, see which one. I mean, Newer is always better, but the difference between brand new and five years old is going to be a big difference. So I would, to save a little bit of money, I would probably go for something that's not really old, but a little bit older, not brand new. Yeah, I think the same as well. But again, you know, I have to uh, have a chat and a cup of tea with the lady and yeah. see what she thinks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes they have like a, very different perspectives and also so, don't forget that it's it's a home it's a home that you're going to be living in it's not strictly an investment property i mean you might be able to make a bit of a profit if the area goes up and you sell it but it's not it's not really an investment property so the most important thing is just to make sure that you both like the place and want to actually live in it right mm. you guys are specialized in investment property 
And I, investment properties and holiday homes. For owner-occupied homes, we can definitely help, but there's not a huge advantage to working with us as opposed to a real estate agent because you'll need somebody to... When you're shopping for a home for a family, you want to go out you know, two, three, four, five weekends, one after the other, and look at different properties. And um, there's not really an advantage to bringing somebody like us in because we're an added layer of cost there. Hmm. Um, but what you can do, what a lot of people do when they do go that route is you can just take us on as a consultant for a few hundred bucks and just give us all of the listings that you're interested in and the potentials. And then we can just give you our opinion on what to look out for in each of them and maybe help point you in the right direction. But to actually go and visit the properties and review them in person, you don't need us for that. Oh, it's great, mate. But yeah, definitely. Um, uh, what I think, that's quite very nice information what I got from you today. Because I didn't know that the, the interest rate was that low. It is, yes. I mean, I, I, I got surprised when we got the the car. It was quite low. But um <laughs> but I didn't know the for a property. Ah, this is awesome. Well a, a car is basically a losing proposition for the lender. It's losing value from day one, whereas a house might actually retain the value. So they're a lot more lenient on that. We were at the same time with the car, it was like 1.4% or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. With the house, it's in Japan at the moment, it's not going to be more than 1%, probably less. That's great. Yeah. But then, yeah. So basically, the best thing to do is just go do some like hunting, trying to get some property information and stuff like that. And then with that price, just call the banks and. Yep. Yep. It's best to, in Japan, it's still best to just walk into the branch in person always. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're saying UFJ doesn't have, or you're not sure if what they have in Agano actually works for that, maybe just try them first uh, and see what they'll tell you. If they'll say, yes, you can come in and talk to us and do that. That will be great. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing, Zeb, uh, it's much is it better to like, you know, check with the construction company first or, you know, like, or if there is any like direct, um, well, I don't know. You can, if you, you can, if you want, but I can tell you now that the price for constructing a new property is going to be somewhere between 20 to 30 million yen, depending on how fancy the property is. Um, so you don't really need to talk to them ahead of time. Just look for land and see how much land is. If you can get land that's, you know, not going to take you over 40, 50 million, then yeah, maybe it's something to consider. No, but I, uh, I think like, uh, is there any way that you can find somebody that wants to sell the property and doesn't have to be directly with a real estate agent? Um, not because, unless you know, you know them personally now. And it's quite... Everything's done in via agents in Japan, unless, I mean, look, in like really rural farming communities where Farmer Bob is sell, selling to Farmer Joe, then yes, but it's not something that you'll see advertised or be able to find by yourself. There's definitely most of the properties are sold. Via by... agents, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Bye, man. So, yeah, thank you very much. My pleasure. Good luck with that. Sounds exciting. It does. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we are still like, a, it's like an hour, hour and a half drive to Karoizawa from here. Yep. And, uh, you know, sometimes, 
I'm on my day off today, actually, is because like one of the schools got a positive case. So I had to go yesterday, get a PCR yeah, and get tested. And I'm waiting here for the results, by the way. But I'm feeling great anyway. <laughs> but apart from that, there is no time in, you know? Yeah. So, but definitely is what you say, actually, take like maybe three, four, five trips up there and, you know, have a look. Yeah, but and, and start online too. I'll send you some links to websites to look at. Start online, see what you come up with, uh, just to give you an idea of what's on the market. Yeah. And then if, if you're actually interested in looking at brand new developments, then it might be a good idea to just drive around and see what they're being, uh, what's being built there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just hook up with the agents who are listing those secondhand properties and just organize to go out and see them. You know, stick as many of, of them as you can in a single day, make a day trip of it, and uh, it'll give you a better idea. And it'll also give you something to bring to the bank to talk. Oh, we're great. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll get some like an extra information. And then again, yeah, if we have like another question, maybe we can get back to you and see if you can help us with you know, some consultation or something. That would be great. Happy to. Good speaking with you. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Bye. Okay, have a good one. Thank you. You too. All right. That was a nice, friendly chat, wasn't it? Super basic stuff, but I'm sure that in the same way that a lot of that was new and exciting information for our caller, there must be some of you out there in a similar situation. So looking at purchasing your very first property here in Japan, just a family home to live in, I hope we brought you some value. Now, before we go, we're also, as always, going to tell you and also link to our other sponsor's website. That's Hiroshi Shimizu, immigration lawyer and administrative scrivener. If you're thinking about moving here on a more permanent basis, or you're already in Japan on some sort of a temporary visa, and you want to switch to a longer term or permanent one, or if you're considering setting up a local company or a branch office of a foreign company, and you've got any sort of business or visa-related inquiries, or even if you just want to find out what your options are on any of these topics, feel free to contact Hiroshi Shimizu. You can find him at japanimmigrationexperts.com and he can help you set up a company, apply for any kind of visa, or just provide you with the best advice and extremely affordable consultation related to these topics. And he's already done that for many of our listeners. So feel free to reach out to him. Again, that's japanimmigrationexperts.com and you'll be well on your way. And that's it from us for today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Japan Real Estate Podcast. Do share it with your networks and please let us know what you think. So leave us a short rating or review on the iTunes store, on Spotify, or just drop us a line in the comment section of wherever you might have found this episode. We love hearing from you. Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, have a great day or night ahead. Yoroshiku. <laughs>